0: Hi, I'm Annie LoBear, and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. As you can see, today in the studio, we are still in this COVID-19 era where we can't really have a lot of guests come in our studio. So we've opted out doing Zoom calls and Zoom filmings in different studios across the country and across the world, and we find it to work really well. Today's guest is someone very special. And she is also a rock star wife from a very famous rock star named Ted Nugent. Her name is Shemaine Nugent. And I cannot wait for you to get to know her like I've gotten to know her and to hear her story and the things she's done. And she's a woman of faith like I am. And so I hope you're blessed today with today's show. Welcome to Pink Chair. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair You guys do not want to miss today. I have such an amazing, incredible, special guest on today that actually I got to meet over video, but she is just full of love, full of life. She's beautiful and she's a rock star wife. My friend, Shemaine Nugent. Shemayne, welcome to Pink Chair. I'm so excited. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Annie. And and I promise everyone that's watching, we did not plan what we're wearing
1: today. Literally. There's, I was going to wear a pink shirt in honor of your pink chair, but I, I was running late and I'm like, oh, I'll grab this leopard top. And who knew? Well, actually, we should say that we coordinated, but. But
0: you yeah, know what it. I did? I told my husband, because my husband actually, Oz, he he saw this that we were at the airport because we had to go to UCLA first tumor appointments. And we were at this little shop and he saw in the in the window and he goes, oh, that would look really good on you. I was like, oh, honey, I do not feel like going shopping right now. So I went and tried it on and I really liked it. And, and he was like, you could wear that on pink chair. And I was like, you're right. I could. So he got it for me. And I, today when I was getting ready, I was like, I'm going to wear the leopard for for Shemaine because she's wow. a rock star wife. I have to honor her. And be um, a rocker wife. So
1: here we go. So <laughs> I planned it. We have so much in common anyway. Uh, you know, being the wives of, of rock and rollers. And um, I feel like we can continue this conversation for hours.
0: I love your accent, by the way, because I know you're from the Midwest originally, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So can you tell like everyone just what you do and you know, part of your story, meeting Ted and then like your health journey. I love your health journey.
1: OK, I'll try. I'll try to. Uh, I know. Crunch it. <laughs> I, my story is I've always been involved in sports and very active and a cheerleader and dance and gymnastics and things like that. And I wanted to get into broadcasting as well. I went to uh, school, uh, journalism communication school at University of Florida, graduated from Wayne State University in Detroit, and I wanted to eventually do TV news. But a segue, a stepping stone for me was to get into radio. And I really liked radio. I started out in radio in 1980 at Central Michigan University when I was going to school there as well. And I loved it. But my first job in the business, so to speak, was in a Detroit rock and roll radio station where I was the traffic reporter. And Ted came in and filled in for the morning crew for an entire week. I knew nothing about him, <laughs> nothing about rock and roll. I am not a I say I'm not a rock rock and roll fan, I am, but I wasn't a rock, I wasn't a groupie or rock and roll chick back then. I really didn't know anything about him. When you're in video and your job is to talk to somebody, you know, they encourage you to banter. And for four hours every day for five days, I really got to know a lot about him. He didn't drink and he didn't smoke. And I had never met a guy who didn't drink and didn't smoke. And it's interesting that I had to go to the rock and roll industry. Right, to right. So our, we had a whirlwind romance. We met October 3rd, 1988. Our first date was November 7th, the next month. We got engaged the next month, got married the next month, and here we are, thirty-one years later. It's
0: been thirty-one years, and you guys have a boy, uh, Rocco, right? You guys have a son, and he's thirty. Yeah, I saw and him yesterday on your live. He's adorable. <laughs> like he's,
1: he's great. so he's a perfect combination of Ted and I. Very spiritual. He is, but he is a vegan. And you probably know, maybe your audience knows, my husband's a, we have a a show on Outdoor Channel that's uh, available three times a week. We've been doing that for about 28, nine years, 30 years. And Rocco had some digestive problems that I believe were linked to our house that was once featured on MTV Cribs. That we found, and here's my health journey, we found was contaminated with toxic mold between the walls. We never saw anything. We just kept getting sicker and sicker. I mean, I was in the hospital for a month with pre And Rocco had severe anemia, severe asthma, just horrible digestive problems. So I ended up becoming an investigative sleuth, and that's how I wrote this book and how I became an advocate for healthy living. Wait, what's that book? Lift it up again. Oh, sorry. You didn't see it. It was too fast. Um, <laughs> it's Four Minutes to Happy, and it's available on Amazon.com. Barnes okay. and, Noble um, and it's it's a lot like a journal. I wanted to write a book that I wanted to buy. Right. So it's little things that you can do in the pockets of your time in four minutes a day that can provide you with better health and more happiness because I don't, it's not just about getting in shape because we know Annie that, you know, there, especially in Las Vegas, where you're at, there are some beautiful, amazing human beings there that, that work out all the time. They look amazing in bikinis or, or Speedos or whatever, (laughs) but you're not happy inside. You're not truly healthy. So in this book, I address the whole uh, mind, body, and soul. And um, do you want to hear the story of how I started writing this book?
0: No, absolutely. I want to hear the story about you taking a machete and knocking those walls
1: down. Did you do that? Well, not only that, we demolished the whole house. Wow. That's why we're actually right now. This is the inauguration of my new office and my new house. We're finally getting around to building our dream house. But it's been quite a rocky road. And and for your followers who don't know, you know, what happened to me, I got sick and almost died from toxic mold exposure. And I've been teaching group fitness classes since 1980. And I just had to become an investigative sleuth like you have been for your family. And I think, you know, once... We get pushed into a corner and we get down on our knees and we are praying and God just showed me some things. And, and that's how I, I ended up writing this book. So it really came through me to write this book. That's really awesome. Now, when I was a little girl, my
0: dad and my mother, they built a house into the side of a wall or not the wall. I should say a, a hill in Wisconsin. And, and I'm originally from Minnesota, so I have kind of like a Minnesota accent. But I remember when I was a teenager, like the the wall would get this gel on it in the middle of the winter. This sounds really disgusting. Right. On on the actual drywall, it was already painted, but it would form this like black gel. And I was always sick having a cold all winter. It would never go away. And when I look back now, I realized that was toxic mold. It had to be right. I mean, I was I had breathing problems when I was younger. So mm-hmm. it, do you think that's what it was or?
1: Well, there's, you know, there's a thousand different types of mold, but there are four or more deadly killer types of mold. One being stachybotrys, like we're, ta- we're talking about mold. You see mold around, you know, you in your bathtub or your kitchen area where there's water all the time. But if you have a poor substance, water intrusion and lack of ventilation, you ha- will have mold. And if that gets um, untreated or doesn't dry out, you know your shower will dry out, your kitchen sink right. will dry out. But what happened with us is, our we had a faulty building, and it literally was raining between the walls because the builder didn't install the flashing properly. Oh my gosh, are you serious? And you didn't
0: know, and this whole time, you and your son are getting deathly ill, and you—I mean, what you
1: said—you were directed by God to figure out what was going on. Well, when, you know, when I really started my journey to writing my book, I and I I healed myself and my family with alternative remedies, being in the health and fitness industry, I didn't want to, you know, just take drugs, which I was. I was popping pills, and I got to the point where, you know, it was, there were like nine different medications, and each one, the side effect was death. So I, I I went to so many dozens of different doctors and it wasn't until we found an attorney who helped us go, no, this is toxic mold. And, and they really helped us get on this journey with naturopathic doctors who said, no, you don't need to take drugs. I really had to um, just de- desensitize my body to mold. I had to clean out my system. It's funny because my husband was doing uh, uh, an interview one time and he said, yeah, my wife is in rehab. And I'm like, no, 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 honey. <laughs> I'm <can't> not. In a normal interview, no, I'm not in rehab. So, but I really had to, um, I, I had to talk, detoxify my body using alternative remedies or what we now call functional medicine like infrared sauna, vitamin IV and oxygen. Wow. And I completely changed my diet. That, that's so amazing now how are you doing right now
0: how is your body do you feel um, like you're strong I'm doing well but
1: I think you know you know dealing with your husband or, your husband has good days and bad days and good months and bad months and good years and bad years and so it's literally a roller coaster and what doesn't help you probably all already know this is stress Right. so it, it can cause inflammation in the body and that's one of the things that I, I write about in, in my book, and I do on my on my website, and I do a lot of live videos like you do, and I now have a show like you do—not as amazing as yours. Oh, come on! <laughs> you're the best at this. But I try. You know, my goal in life when when I wrote this other book, "Married to a Rock Star," that was uh, 15 years ago, 18 years ago, uh, I wrote about a uh, trying time in my marriage, and it. Was very difficult. It hasn't always been, you know. Uh, hasn't always been perfect. I and mean, most rock star lives aren't. I mean, honestly,
0: you being married thirty-one years is a total miracle. How is that even possible? Was- With uh, someone like your husband, and a lot of people. Maybe if you don't know who Ted Nugent is, look him up because I can. I can sing some of them songs. I remember them as a teenager. Okay, I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that DJ in Minnesota would come on. Oh, yeah, this is KQRS 92, Rock 92. We got some Nugent on the way. And I'm like, Nugent? Who's Nugent? You know, and when I was a teenager, you're like, you know who that is because, I mean, obviously, Cat Scratch Fever. I mean, come on, right? Like, everybody knows that song. Yeah,
1: when I was growing I didn't know Cat Scratch Fever. You have a very. Um Rock and roll kind of uh, radio voice. Were you in radio? No, but I, you know what's funny?
0: You said that you wanted to be a newscaster. I wanted to be a weather girl or a news person, too. When I was when I was a little girl growing up, I used to take my Barbie dolls and pretend I was a newscaster. It's so crazy that I have a show now. But the other thing is you said you weren't a rock and roll girl. I really wasn't myself. I grew up in the 80s. I know I know all about a lot of the 80s bands, and I could sing all, a lot of the songs. I didn't know who Striper was when my husband started hitting on me on MySpace, when MySpace was back in the day. I didn't really know Striper that well. I remembered the Hell with the Devil song. But so I wasn't like for me to fit into the role I am. I've only been married 11 years now. You've been married 31. So you have a lot more wisdom than I do. I just know that being in that role of going to the concerts, you know, being very sweet to the fans and appreciating all the fans. And I'm sure Ted's got thousands and millions of fans so being that person was a role that I needed to learn how to fit into was that hard for you as a as a wife a new wife meeting Ted and it it realizing how kind of famous he really was and going oh my gosh I had no idea how
1: long do we have I know it's like um yeah it was very difficult and I, I I'll be totally honest with you Um, lots of times I wanted to give up, lots of times I I wanted to walk away. It was my son that really kept me, he never said anything, but I wanted to have a big, strong Christian marriage and that wasn't in the cards at first, but I do believe that God put me on this path so that I could experience getting stronger and learning how to have my voice in this marriage. I mean, you know, like, when I met Ted, he had already been, you know, the biggest touring act in North America in the the '70s and '80s. And you know, here I walk in. I can't change anything. So how do I fit in? I just became a yes person. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I can do this. Yes, yeah. And I lost who I was. Right. But fortunately, I I had some strongholds that I loved to work out. I. I started my own aerobic studio, and I was able to continue to do what I to do. But the problem, as you know, Amy, is that um, when these guys often, mostly guys that are touring and on the road, um, you know, it's it's not easy, yeah. and they are constantly bombarded. Especially back in the seventies and eighties, and nineties when Ted and I were married, um, you know, it was it was tough. And in my book, Married to a Rock Star, I wrote about. Uh, an affair that my husband had, and I'm not right. I'm not saying anything new, um, and that there was a child at, that was born out of the, this relationship, and that's why I went. That you know, how am I supposed to do this, God? How am I supposed to fit in? How am I supposed to, you know, make this work? But there are a lot of things that were going for me in this relationship, and number one was. Ted begged for forgiveness. Oh, that,
0: you know, that's redemptive right there. Like most women nowadays would be like, get out of here, kick him to the curb, take half his money, right? I mean, he's a rock star, take half his money, right? I mean, that's what most gold diggers, but you're not, you weren't a gold digger, Shemaine. You were probably sent by God to that man, more than likely, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I I actually wrote in that book, you know, what was I going to do with the pile of money? Go buy a yacht and then what? Right. You know really what I wanted was be the ex-wife of you know what I mean that's that's your title now, right? Know that I had <laughs> we had some friends that were going through a horrific divorce and I saw what it did to their kids. Wow it really messed them up and I didn't want to have to do I, I couldn't imagine my son at the time was five years old. I couldn't imagine not being able to see my son every day. Are you kidding me? Wow. No. So it, it really caused us to work things out. We went to counseling, and he really changed. And, you know, sometimes there are, there are issues that come up again, but it really took me finding my voice and being strong. Right. And, you know, even to this day, for me to, you know, to tell Ted Meechian, take out the trash, you know, is <laughs> Hey, take out the trash, Ted. <laughs> you know, you... you but. <laughs> before 20 years ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to say that. That's really
0: awesome because you found out who you really were. Like, I loved how you shared how you lost yourself in the beginning, but you finally find out, found out who you really were as a woman and a woman of God. By the way, I was sharing with you earlier, but for everyone else that's watching right now, I saw Shimen on Facebook reading the Bible and I was like, this woman's beautiful. Who the heck is she? And yes, I'm not really up and you know, on all the rock and roll stuff. So when I found out who you were, Shemaine, I was like, I hope one day I get to meet her. And then our friend, uh, Eros, introduced us and he goes, hey, I was on Shemaine's show. I go, you mean Shemaine Nugent? He goes, yeah, how did you know? I'm like, dude, I want to meet that girl. (laughs) And I was so happy when I got that text from you. I was like, oh my gosh, she like cares about people. Like you're not, you're not like this person that's so big with your husband that you you care about people that no one knows like me, <laughs> you know, like I, th- I felt super blessed that you texted about my husband's tumors because it, it is a struggle, the health. And, and I know it's probably been hard for you all these years with your husband and the ups and downs. And I just want to commend you for being a strong woman of faith, of resilience, of courage and your own identity. I mean, simply shemaine, you're just yourself and, and, a lot of women, women would get lost in themselves like you almost did, but here you are and you have your own thing. And I love that. I saw a lot of pictures of you doing your, your exercising and you hunt. Do you hunt? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, cause I grew up with guns. Yeah. I, I grew up with bow and arrows and guns, shotguns yeah. and all that. Yeah. My, I had a deer, a deer license. I never shot Bambi though. Cause I just, I, I, I didn't have the guts to do it, but I, I had 30 sixes and double-barrel shotguns with my father and my brothers. So I grew up in the country a lot of my life, and uh, I really enjoy the outdoors, love it. And uh, I just uh, think you're just amazing. And can you tell us, like, I saw that you guys, and I'm going to mention it. Is it okay if I mention this? Your husband got to play, is it the Star Spangled Banner, at
1: a Trump rally? Yeah, and I many. was like, dude, that's epic. <laughs> it's like, you killer. know, I've been to a lot of rock and roll concerts. I've been to huge concerts, stadium concerts. I've seen a lot of things. And going to the Trump rally is, I've got goosebumps right now thinking about it. The energy is something like I had never felt before in my entire life. Um, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I'm just so
0: glad that both you and Ted are patriots. I'm a patriot. I, I love our country. I, I'm so thankful for you. I wanted you to share, Shemaine. Can you tell us your website and yes. your books? And I know you got you and your husband wrote a book called "Kill It and Grill It." So that's yes. that's interesting.
1: Well, you have to kill it before you can grill it, but <laughs> and you make sure you have a license too. <laughs> yes. That, that was his title. His, you know, I kind of shied away from. I don't post many hunting photos, and I'll tell you why. I'm like, I will. I will share my website, but I want. I want to just mention one other thing really quickly: is that I shied away from sharing my faith and sharing about hunting and sharing my politics, and it was Kanye West that kind of changed my mind about Kanye, that. Kanye, huh? You- I love Kanye. About his uh, his uh, gospel album, mm-hmm. me away. and I thought, "Wow, can you imagine what he was up against?" The people who told him, "No, you can't Man, do that." Exactly, you can't, <laughs> can't that. you can't wear a Trump hat. You can't do that, and he did it anyway. And I, I got we we were lucky enough to spend time with the president. We went to the White House in 2017 and had dinner with the president. We were there at the White House for almost four hours, and Obviously, it was an amazing experience, and I wanted to talk about it, and I posted some photos, Annie and, you know, I got so much hate, so much unbelievable, disgusting, despicable hate, and even death threats because of wow. a photo, and wow. I, so I didn't do it for a long time. I didn't post anything that was controversial. You know, when I first started coming out about my faith and about politics and about hunting, that's when I really started seeing and, and feeling in intense like this. And for those of your listeners who don't know much about my husband, he doesn't care what people think of him. He he absolutely, wholeheartedly doesn't care. And I've learned a lot from that message. And I've learned, you know what? Not everybody's gonna like us. Not everybody's gonna like, you know, the fact that we have matching leopard tops on, even though we didn't coordinate that. <laughs> he can't you know, be the- bought. You can't be bought. He can't be bought.
0: The president can't be bought. This is this. And I know you care about trafficking. So this is exactly what the traffickers do to us. They silence our voices. They make you believe something that's not true. And they gaslight you. So I have to say that about a certain political party without saying names that that is dishonorable and it's not true. I believe in truth. And I know that you do, too. Our country's a great country. Make America great again. And not to make this political, but for me, I had to vote my values. And my values were was where I went. Not the character of the person or the personality. I vote my values. And I frankly like people that tell it like it is. Don't sugarcoat anything for me. Give me the raw truth. That's what I need. So, um, I commend you for sharing and I'm thanking you because you've given me courage to be more honest about who I am. I have a a lot of followers that, you know, could go either way, but you you kind of really get to know your who and the people that love you by the, when you bring out the truth of what's really in your heart. And I think that the people that are following you now and I had another friend that this happened to, too. I had a lot of people that dropped me. But personally, you've been way more bolder than I have about what you believe in. <laughs> so I want to commend you for that because that takes such courage. Um, can you share, Shemaine, your website? And the books and where people can go to contact you.
1: Yeah, sorry, I kind of got off on a tangent. It's okay. Um, my website is shemaine, dot rocks, R-O-C-K-S. And that'll be right on the screen below us. And I, I'm on social media, on Instagram, it's just shemainemugent, uh, and there's a blue check on Twitter. I don't think I have a blue check, but it's Negent. On Facebook, I do my Facebook watch show every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, but that's shenane.negeant, uh, and that is a blue check as well. And so, I'm going to how- watch that. <laughs> I'm and I love being able to connect. That's how I found Eros. That's how I found out about uh, trafficking. Can I tell you one more quick story? Yes, you know your- absolutely. So this is how I found Eros. Um Uh, I had a tubal pregnancy about 27 years ago, 26 years ago. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, really mourn over it. I didn't talk about it. It was just a tubal pregnancy. And I wrote an article about four years ago uh, and it's on my blog, on my website right now. And I I thought if I would have had that baby, it would have been a girl. And I just felt it was a girl and that I would have named her Coco because my son's name is Rocco. And I thought Rocco Coco. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah, and uh, it was interesting because I never really talked about that losing that child. And my son Rocco shared a video with me that he found by a girl named Coco Berthman who was trafficked. And I got in touch with her and uh, through Instagram, and I had her on my show, and I found out more about her, her story. And you know what, Amy? It dawned on me that this girl Coco is the exact same age of the daughter that I would have had. Wow. And Coco, Coco and I, not, we're not friends, friends. I've never met her in person, but I've had her on my show and interviewed her a few times. And she has a heart for rescuing survivors. And she also connected me with Eros Mackie, who connected us.
0: Yeah. So this is funny because it's kind of like your daughter connected us somehow, right? All of us. Yeah. yeah, She's a sweetheart. I saw her story and she's absolutely beautiful and cute. And she, she has an amazing testimony. So right. I, I love that you have a heart for that because it, it means so much. Most people just kind of let it go on the wayside trafficking, but it's real. It's in our backyard. It's happening everywhere. So, I didn't
1: no know how prevalent it was until about January this year when yeah. I got red-pilled, so to speak, or went down the rabbit hole. Um, I couldn't come back on. I yeah. couldn't not think about it. Yes,
0: it, it, it's literally yeah. like the Lord of the Rings ring. You put it on, you, you can't see what you didn't see. You saw it; it's there. So, well, yeah. Shemaine, thank you so much for today. You're thank I am uh, so honored that you came on Pink Chair, and I want to see you again, and hopefully in the studio this time. So, you know, maybe our husbands can meet each other, and we love you, and we'll see you soon. Okay. <laughs> ask you today, if you can partner with us at hookersforjesus.net and give to our media department to help Pink Chair stay on the air in Las Vegas and Tennessee and on the internet. All you have to do is go to hookersforjesus.net and click donate and you can write down media or Pink Chair. It'll go directly towards that service And we again appreciate your partnership. You're keeping us on the air and sharing the great news of Jesus.